I've had one of those weeks this past week where, and this is not clearly, is not the first time this has happened. In fact, I probably would not even begin to be able to know how many times I have felt this way. And what I would refer to this, and it's a fairly common phrase, I've said it many, many times in my life and I've heard many other people say it, it's that feeling where I just say, I just don't feel like myself. And, in, you know, in this case, it has different shades and gradations. There, there's different, what I refer to as flavors of this. You know, no, no two instances of not feeling like myself never really look quite the same or feel quite the same. And I would say this past week has really been one of those where I was really just kind of confused and disoriented. I wasn't really sure that I knew what I was doing. And... I really had kind of almost begun to feel like I couldn't remember exactly who I was. Not to say that I, you know, completely depersonalized to the point that I didn't know that it was me anymore. I clearly knew it was. But this is more along the lines of just kind of losing my center, I guess is what you would call this. And the interesting thing about it was that nothing was really, really wrong. There was really no emergency situations of any kind. Uh, there was some stress. There were, you know, obviously some deadlines. There was some busyness, as there always is for most of us, or almost all of us. But there was that. that's the part that's interesting about this is, is that there was nothing really, really wrong other than life just doing what it does. And... I know for me, I realize that it is very easy for me to, once I start thinking, and you you notice there again, I'm putting an emphasis on the word thinking, that I'm not feeling like myself, and I'm thinking that I'm confused, and I'm disoriented, and I'm not, it, it almost feels like I don't know which way to turn. It's like I'm sitting there knowing I have all these things to do, but I just can't, and there again, it's not laziness, and I almost hate to use that term because I think sometimes that has a very uh, negative connotation to it, not so much that even that it's just, it's, it can be a word that's used very judgmentally, I can judge myself very harshly if I'm referring to myself as lazy, this really wasn't that, it was just that I was able to continue to work and do what I needed to do, but I just didn't feel like me doing it. It just didn't feel like it was me living my life. And in terms of mindfulness, what probably the most important part of this is, and what I want to start with, is when I'm feeling this way, I really have one of two choices. I can, and I will start with the one that is... The one that I, you know, the choice, the path that I took for many years of my life up until 20 to 25 years ago was I would feel not, I would not, I would feel like I'm not myself today. I'm, you know, this is for some reason I feel, you know, I don't know where to turn. I'm disoriented. I'm confused. I just don't know what to do. And before I started practicing mindfulness, what I would end up doing, and it was usually pretty much the same thing, although it didn't always feel the same way, and I didn't always think the exact same thoughts, 
but this is kind of how it felt. And I don't know if this is something that uh, sounds familiar or something that uh, you know that that people have gone through. So I'm basically finding myself. I say feeling this way, but I'm going to make a very important distinction. And then it took me a long time to really wrap my head around this. I'm always saying that I felt this way or I feel this way, but really what I'm doing is I'm thinking this way. And that is really where mindfulness, where the, you know, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, is to really be able to, it enables us to distinguish the differences between feeling a certain way or feeling a certain emotion and thinking a certain way. And when all this stuff is happening, it's very easy to get caught up in the moment and the lines between thinking and feeling become very blurred. But it is the practice itself is one of the one of the most important benefits that I have found and people that I have taught this to and people I have worked with is that it really enables you to begin to slow things down enough to distinguish between thoughts and feelings because there really is a difference. So before I was really in a position where I was able to understand this and before I had begun a a mindfulness practice, what I would end up doing is on days or in moments where I felt this way, I would really get lost in thinking, and what's it's just amazing, it's almost breathtaking to think about when you slow it down and realize what is actually happening in my mind when I start realizing what are all the things I'm really thinking and what it's leading to. So I'm going to try as much as I can to break this down and slow it down so that it's that it's easier to see the connections between all these thoughts and what it leads to at least in my own experiences i can't say that this is the same for everyone but i find myself suddenly and i and i and i'm you know thinking that i'm not feeling like myself and i don't know where to turn i don't know what to do so where i'm finding myself is that i am really locked into i'm really obsessed with that thought and what it leads to there is now I find myself thinking a lot about who I am because if I don't feel like myself, then I must have some idea of who myself actually is, who I actually am. And the only, the only way that I can be invested in that is if I have mindlessly created some sort of identity for myself and believing that this is who I am and what I'm finding is that by, by believing this, I'm then in a situation where now I'm finding myself, I've decided that I know who I am. So I've really decided also that however I'm feeling right now, if, I, if I'm thinking that it's not me, if this is not, if I'm not feeling like myself, then I am really almost not open to feeling however I'm feeling because I'm too busy thinking about why I am not you know this is not me this 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 can't possibly be me thinking this way or feeling this way so what ends up happening is I'm not really spending any time at all trying to just sit with or be with how I'm feeling whether I like it or not because it's how I feel and because I'm human 
I can't really change that very much. Certainly, I can try to do things to uplift myself, to motivate myself to a certain degree, to try to change my mental weather, so to speak. And I'm not saying that those things don't work. It's just that sometimes the best thing I can do, in my own opinion, for myself, and this is just for me only, but I've talked to a lot of people who found the same thing, is that I just need to sit with whatever it is. But if I am so busy thinking that this isn't me, this, you know, I would not feel this way. So clearly I'm not myself. I don't feel like myself. I'm really rejecting what my reality is. I'm not really open to the way that I'm feeling. So that is actually the first, the first layer, layer of this. Then the second layer of this is if I am rejecting the way that I'm feeling and this can't possibly be me, then it's going to lead to all sorts of other thoughts about why, you know, why am I feeling this way? I normally wouldn't feel this way. And then there again, this is just from my own experience of this and talking to other people who I have taught mindfulness to. And all these things are happening in real time. It's, you know, it's in, in no wonder that a person feels, myself included, very disoriented and very confused because I'm so busy second-guessing everything that I'm feeling and even more importantly, that second layer, I'm, you know, I'm not open to it and then I'm, I'm, I'm resisting it in some way. And then the second layer of this on top of that is that I am now suddenly really, really wrapped up in thinking trying to speculate why I am feeling this way, even though I'm really thinking it, I'm not really feeling it. So what's happening is there is, you know, generally some sort of physical manifestation of an emotion that is, that is essentially is something that we feel physically, but it is, it doesn't really, you know, it only becomes words in our heads when we're thinking about it, when we're reacting to it. And so I make that very important distinction but in this case, now I am completely lost. So already I'm physically feeling a way, you know, a certain emotion which doesn't feel good for some reason. And then there is probably more negative energy or more negative emotion coming from the fact that I'm resisting it. I'm not open. I don't want to feel however I'm feeling. And then to compound it or, you know, to add this next layer to make matters worse in some cases in terms of the suffering I'm causing myself is that I am thinking a lot about this. I'm wondering what's wrong with me. I am concerned about myself. And I know this sounds almost ridiculous to think about how can anyone be thinking all these thoughts all at the same time on top of feeling so horribly bad for some reason. So all this stuff is going on. I'm speculating about, you know, did I do something wrong and is that why I feel this way? Should I have done something differently? How long is this going to last? Will this ever end? What happens if I, and I realize these are a lot of questions, but this is really what it looks like in my head when I slow it down. You know, what's wrong with me? Is there, you know, is there some way to not feel this way and I'm just, maybe I'm not smart enough to know what it is? Am I missing something? And so this just, and there again, I could go on forever. I mean, the questions are endless. And that's the thing that's so breathtaking about this is that I can completely 
no wonder, I mean, I can get completely wrapped up in this, so no wonder I don't really know what to do next, and I don't really know where to turn, and I'm certainly not making it any easier on myself. So where mindfulness practice comes in and really helps in this regard is to, and I know this, you know, what I'm describing here can almost sound like what I'd refer to as a storm of mind, you know, what ancient Buddhists used to refer to as a storm of mind or a mind storm. I know other people have other adjectives for this, but I'll kind of leave it at that for right now. And I think most people know what it's like to be in a place like this. And the only way that I've ever been able to help myself cope with it is to practice mindfulness. And so then the next question is, well, how exactly does mindfulness practice help? You know, I've got a, I've got a virtual storm going in my mind. I have got so many different thoughts running concurrently. I've got all these different negative emotions running through my, through my body. I'm feeling all this stuff that just feels really yucky and awful. You know, how can anything help at all? The most important part about this is that I'd love to say that this is something that immediately will make all this go away. I can't say that because it does take work. It does take effort. And it does take some inner strength to sit with these kinds of negative emotions and not give in to the temptation or desire to try to think our way out of it. And that's really what it boils down to is that, you know, when it, when things don't feel good and there again, it's not that there's anything wrong with us. It doesn't mean that we are weak or bad or wrong. It just means that we're human. We're essentially wired neurologically to think things through and trying to optimize our situation. That's just the human experience. But sometimes the way we're wired doesn't always necessarily lead to the best experience for us and for us suffering as little as possible. Because we are, you know, essentially humans, we are very reactive by nature. And in a lot of cases, you know, those reactions actually can keep us out of harm's way. But at the same time, they also can cause us a tremendous amount of suffering if there is no real emergency if there really isn't a, you know, so-called a bullet to dodge of some sort. So starting really back at the beginning, so mindfulness practice, how is that really going to benefit me in some way? And to really get back to the basics, I would say that even though, you know, it's not a magic wand that you can wave at something and, you know, just make it go away all of a sudden, what it does do, and which is a tremendous, in my mind, is a tremendous benefit is that at its very core the essence of mindfulness practice is about awareness it's about having some level of ability to step back from our own minds and realize that we are actually doing this to ourselves and you know a lot of what we're struggling with and there again this isn't to judge ourselves to beat ourselves up emotionally or to think badly of ourselves. It's just to be aware of it. So if I can, the sooner that I can become aware of the fact that I, the lot of what I am feeling when I don't feel like myself, when I am kind of locked up emotionally, when I'm in what what I refer to as an emotional meltdown, 
that's what you know and I didn't make that up that's just you know a lot of times the way it's referred to it's it has to do with the way that I'm thinking and what I'm thinking so if I can just be aware you know hey wait a minute you know this is I'm generating this all myself this is all in my head I'm actually doing this it does not mean that I'm going to immediately stop all of these thoughts about the feelings that I'm having but what it does do is give us just a little bit of a shift in perspective. It opens up just enough headspace that I can actually start to realize, wait a minute, you know, this is not as bad as I think it is. Yeah, maybe I don't think that I feel like myself, but maybe, you know, it, you know, I can acknowledge that I'm still here. I can acknowledge the fact that I still, you know, that it's still me and that I still clearly am able to cope. Because I think the more I tell myself that I don't feel like myself, so to speak, the less able I'm going to be to cope because I'm too busy off thinking, trying to figure out where to find me because I'm so convinced that I'm no longer here. And that it, you know, this is, you know, this must be somebody else, you know, thinking these thoughts and feeling these feelings. If I can just have some way to stabilize my mind to be a little more calm and a little less reactive. And that's really what the practice does because all I'm practicing when I'm practicing mindfulness is paying attention to what's going on in my head. And it may very well be that if I am really struggling to cope and I'm very stressed and I'm in a really bad emotional place and it doesn't feel good, the best thing I can do is try to stabilize my mind. And there's many exercises that can be used, things that are repetitive to pay attention to, to stabilize our mind when we know that we really do need to calm it down some before we can start being more aware. And then I can start really looking at, okay, this, you know, I can see what I'm doing to myself. I can see very clearly the thoughts that I'm having. And not to judge them and not to try to make them stop, but just to realize that these, you know, I'm having all these reactive thoughts. And one by one, just by, and really just by being aware of the fact that I am thinking these things and this isn't really, you know, who I am. I'm not really the person who doesn't, you know, I'm no longer, I don't have to identify with being the person who no longer feels like myself. I can let go of that identity. And then if I choose to take the next step, I can begin to let go of the need to struggle to try to find myself who I think I am and all of the obsessive thoughts I'm having about what's happening to me. And hopefully, I can begin to just kind of breathe and relax. And this gets into a very, you know, this can get into a very... Uh, extended subject when you start talking about working with emotions. So I probably at this point want to stop short and not necessarily fully explore that at this moment. But it's, it's suffice it to say that there are many, many modalities, many practices that people can use. And I, you know, there's no one right, you know, one right thing that works for everyone, but there are certainly a number of practices out there to begin to learn how to sit with whatever negative emotions that we're having and to be able to breathe through them, so to speak, and to let them dissipate. So I will kind of leave that at that. Clearly, if anyone has any questions or would like resources or information, 
uh, I'm certainly willing to provide that at, uh, at the podcast email address. But at this moment, what I really want to do is just to really, as I'm wrapping this up, to focus on really the idea here is to just distinguish between thinking and feeling. If I can begin to realize and internalize that what sometimes is going on with me is that and what's causing me so much suffering and why I'm struggling so much is that it's the way that I'm thinking and it's what I'm thinking. And it's not to try to judge myself or to stop it. It's just a matter of being aware that I'm doing it. And it's really just about trying to find a person who I think is lost, who's still really here. And the more that I can breathe, the more that I can pay attention to the thoughts that I'm having and to begin to let go of the need to believe everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, I will actually start to return back to being able to recognize this person that I know to be myself. And I know that it's, it's difficult because as human beings, we can really find ourselves being one person in one moment and feeling like we're a completely different person just a moment later. And I know that has a lot to do with our physiology. We just, we change from moment to moment. We can go into the same situations on a different day at a different time, five minutes after we, you know, it happened last and we really, it seems like we come into it, in a lot of cases, as a very different person from that person that we were earlier. Not to say that we have multiple personalities, but it's just that we're human beings and our physiology is changing constantly. And the more that I can loosen my grip on the need to think about everything that I'm feeling and just let it happen and let it just, just let it go through me and dissipate without needing to really change it, without needing to do anything about it. But there again, I realize that's up to each individual. I'm not advocating and saying that that's what's right for everyone. I just know that for me, my emotional life has gotten much, much better. As a person who has struggled terribly with chronic depression really all my life and has struggled with isolating behavior, with you know struggling with social interactions, with maintaining acquaintances and friendships. I found over the years, the more that I've practiced mindfulness, the more that I've practiced being aware of the fact that, you know, when I'm thinking that I'm thinking and that I, you know, it's not, and I'm, I'm learning how to not be confused, not confusing thinking and feeling. And the more that I've done this, the more it's allowed me to be in life more. I can actually be in life where things are unpredictable. I can be more vulnerable. I can really be with people in a genuine, in a real, in a real authentic way because I'm not afraid to feel things that sometimes don't feel good. And I've, what I've realized is, and I know this is probably for most people, they know this already, but for me, it took me a while to realize, you know, sometimes dealing with other people, you know, life can feel yucky. Life can feel not so great some of the time. Life can, it can be very difficult and uncomfortable to be vulnerable with people and be ourselves and open ourselves up to criticism and to rejection and all the things that can, you know, not feel good with human interactions. But I also know for me that some of my best moments 
and my most healing moments have been when I've been able to really genuinely share with other people and be with people in the moment and not be afraid to just let myself be whoever I am without the need to worry about whether I feel like myself or not. And also be with people even if I do feel confused or disoriented. I had a lot of moments this week where I spent a lot of time around people in work situations and in personal situations feeling really out of sorts. I really did. I, and, I, and honestly, I have no idea why. I don't think I'll ever know why. But I do know this. At least, this, this at least I know, that mindfulness practice, had I not engaged in this practice for over 20 years, I don't think I would be able to do these things. I don't think I would have, I, I would honestly would have retreated and I would have just given up. I would have just literally just tried to isolate myself away from people until I quote unquote started feeling like myself again. And now it's almost like in a way, it's almost like, you know, walking a high wire without a net. And for me, that's that's a monumental thing. That's And the fact is, there's nothing special about me or amazing. I'm just a limited human being like we all are. But the fact that I can be out in, in the world and be in life, for me, that's miraculous. Knowing what I have put myself through over the years, it really, really is. And there again, there's really no miracle. It's just a matter of doing the work and doing the practice. It's, 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 it's really something that anyone can do. We just have to really want to do it. We have to really want to sustain it. And it takes time, and it doesn't all come together immediately. But I will say this, simply having the awareness, if I can't do anything else in this practice, if I can just be aware when I'm not feeling in a way, when I'm feeling in a way that does not feel good, if I can just be aware that it is just an emotion, it will change at some point, it will dissipate at some point, and that anything that's going on in my head is thinking. I'm thinking and I'm reacting. If I can just put a little bit of distance between myself and that thinking, it's amazing what can actually happen in terms of reducing needless suffering and feeling, uh, you know, from an emotional standpoint, feeling a little more stable and actually not being so put off by, you know, the way that we're feeling, that we can actually be more open to just embracing however we're feeling, even if it isn't good, because we know that it won't last forever, and that things do generally always change. As I heard uh, something in a musician uh, this past week, had actually written a song about how the sun will come out again, and I think that's really, you know, what it ultimately comes down to, that sometimes, you know, emotionally speaking, when it's cloudy, you know, the sun will come out again at some point. And until it does, the best thing I can do for myself is just be aware when I am actually making things worse by overthinking it and just trust in the process and know that it's going to be okay.